I think like I learned a lot of the basics from Tim Sykes and uh, you know from you actually Tim I, I watch a lot of your stuff too so I learned a lot from you and from Steven um, like I've had have his DVD and everything and then I have Duxes and Roland so I have like all these like like gurus and I have all their like content so I've learned a lot from other people but um, a lot of us come down to also just screen time like sitting through the market every single day for the past like almost two years and after you do that for you know so long you kind of start seeing like which stocks go up which stocks go down um, so I, I would just say a lot of study and a lot of screen time and a lot of tracking you're listening to the steady trade podcast a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions your hosts are tim bowen the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. We have a, a really good, informative um, podcast for you guys today because it's one of the most commonly asked questions successful or profitable day traders get. And I'm, I don't know how I can group myself in that category, but I guess these days I can. And, and the question that we always get is what made it click to go from a losing trader to a profitable trader? What clicked? What was the aha moment? And for everyone, I guess it's a little bit different, which is why on this episode, we've got a few different people on. We've got uh, me, I've been in the game a couple of years. I'm not great yet, but I'm nearly getting there. We have Tim Bone, <laughs> who is great. Uh, he's a veteran for like, I don't know how many years, 10 plus years. 500. We also have 500 15. years. We have 15. Alex, who's just, Alex has just had that kind of aha moment. Alex is like quite recently, it's just recently clicked for him. So we wanted to bring him on to see what advice he had as it's quite fresh and we have Kim who it will click for. So, uh, we so we have a lot of, we have a lot of different perspectives. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to, to get it going. So, I mean, I guess we'll start with, uh, Tim Bourne before any more time passes on. Cause if I haven't clicked like 15 years ago, so to Tim, <laughs> Tim, like, I just want to ask you where, where, like you, you must've been, were you ever like that? I'm never going to get this. And when did you think I might get this? And what made you think I might get this? Uh, first of all, nice job, Stephen, by not doing a 20-minute introduction like I tend to do. It was one. I, I, I believe, it was short, right? It was okay. I believe the perfect. top two complaints would... about the podcast are all related to me, and it's my interrupting, no, and it's, it's my 20-minute long introductions. So anyway, thank you. This is kind of fun. I like being moving on to the, uh, you know, the Johnny Carson couch instead of being the interviewer. <laughs> Um, and not the couch right. in that kind of way that you're thinking. <laughs> no, not the casting couch. No. So, the Johnny anyway, Carson couch. <laughs> so for me, you know, uh, most of you, if, you, if you're longtime listeners, I'm not going to go over the bio, but you know that I was, uh, you know, I was very interested in uh, trading for basically my whole life and never made any money, never had an edge, tried everything. Uh, found Tim Sykes in 2007, back to the, the, the penny stocking DVD, the, the original one that, that's still out there. And personally, I still think it's really good. Um, I found that. And the biggest thing that clicked for me, now I wasn't 
I'll, I'll get to the profitable point. But the biggest thing that clicked for me was in that DVD, Tim just showed over and over again that 90% of this stuff was just patterns and catalysts that were repeating. And again, that, that video is, or that DVD is 15 years old and we're still doing the same stuff now. It's still hyped up coronavirus stocks with a history of running that low float that everybody piles into. You can buy them on the front side and then everybody runs to the exit when they have that first red day and you can short them on the backside. So that DVD clicked it for me because I was like, wait a minute. This makes sense, okay? Mm-hmm. Buying GE or GM or Ford because you think they'll build more cars next year doesn't work. Doesn't now it might work if you're a billion dollar hedge fund or if you got 10 million bucks, you know, and you could put a million bucks in Ford and wait 5 years. But I was trying to get over to the PDT. I was trying to rapidly grow my account. I didn't want to play that game so that clicked for me okay the the fact that penny stocks you know again that dvd all i'm bragging about it but at the same time all he does is show you the same example like 500 times in that dvd and but that clicked for me i still remember was sitting right over there watching that thing on a dvd player no less how old i am i'm surprised it wasn't vhs but (laughs) anyway so then what clicked for me profitability wise was thanks to this guy. Whoops. It's falling apart. Um, so this is my journal from eight fifteen of 2008. This was the wow. oldest one I could find. And in the back, so this is my moleskin and it's falling apart, but in the back I've got, I would have my secretary draw grids in the, this was back before they had the moleskin grids. I'd make her draw the grids and then I would fill them out. Um, my ticker, my strategy, my strike, the time of day, what my rationale was. I had different codes for the rationale, the thesis on the trade, and then my exit, and then what happened, you know, what happened with the trade, and, uh, you, you know, ultimately what was viable. So, so what clicked for me profitability-wise was a year after I found Tim Sykes, I got hardcore on data collection. Now, I know this isn't a spreadsheet, but I'm an analog guy. It works. And so March 6th. You know, all these tickers that I was looking to potentially buy or short, I traded some of them. I traded five of them. You can see I, my entries were at 9.30, 10.50, 11.21, 11.53, and 2.30 p.m. And then what's the note at the bottom? It says, still trading two random and too many tickers. Okay. You can see I made wow. five trades that day. Pick wow. an idea and your favorite stock and stick to it. Okay. And then it just goes on and on. Um, I yell at myself a lot. Um, and, uh, but, but to me, it was the data collection and sticking to a plan, much happier trading less and better results. That was May 7th, 2008. Okay. So 12 years ago. So that was the work. It took me a year before I started doing this. It took me a year of random results going long, going short. I was in the Tim Alerts chat room. This is before the challenge existed. A year later, I was pissed. Back to your question, Stephen. I was pissed because I still was basically break even. I'd win, I'd lose, I'd win, I'd lose. You know, 
We all, we all are. Yeah, you know, some months I'm down, some months I'm up. I just wouldn't, I was going nowhere. That's when I, I decided on my own to start doing this shit. And again, you can, you guys can see this thing's fall, literally falling apart at me. Um, That's when it clicked. That's when I became much more consistent. That's when I became profitable. When I started doing that work. Okay. Yeah. My, here's my Tom Brady rant. You've all heard a million times. Tom Brady spends a a hour a, a week on the field. You know, the quarterback of an NFL team is doing something an hour a week. Tops. Yeah. what it's not pressing the buy and the sell button it's doing all this stuff so that's when it clicked for me so yeah uh, so it's basically data and pattern recognition over time and 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 alex it was funny i was just chatting to alex before he came on and that's why we decided to bring him on alex was saying that he lost like he didn't have green months and red months alex had red months for 10 straight months in a row when he first started wow. but uh, and, and, and for me for me i mean it's like normal even, even if I had a green month, it was like a couple hundred bucks. You know, it yeah. was like, I mean, you couldn't, I, I, in the beginning, my, I couldn't buy dinner with my green months, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, it, but it ultimately gets to the point where you like, I noticed this the other day. I was like, the last red month of more than a thousand dollars was March, 2019 or something like that. No kidding. So that's, that's when you start thinking, ah, shit, like, um, I'm getting good at this because I'm having big green months, but whenever I have a red month, I don't often have them. And when I do, it's very small. That's awesome. But, but Alex, how did you, how did you not be demoralized with 10 months of red? I don't don't know. That would be hard on me. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was hard. Um, but I, so I got an interesting like story, I guess, of how I got into it. So, um, I kind of just, um, I was working with my dad at the time and I thought I wanted to uh, do that for the foreseeable future. But, um, then I kind of came across, uh, Tim Sykes just, on um, just Googling stuff. I don't know even how, but I just came up to him or came up on him. And so I started looking into it and then I kind of, um, as I was still working with my dad, I decided that, that. I think that I want to uh, trade. And so um, a little like down the road, um, I decided that what I'm going to do is like, because I realized how much like work it's going to take to um, learn and to study to actually become profitable. Like I still thought that like I could be an exception because I am like, I do consider myself kind of smart. So I thought like I could be like a ducks or a Roland. Um, But um, I knew like I would need to dedicate like, as much time as possible to like learn how to do it. So what I actually did was I ended up um, saving up some money so that I could um, basically go um, just full time all in, like as soon as it started. So um, I basically had, had some money saved up a fund in my account and then had enough to kind of just live a little bit. And cause I still live with my parents so that, you know, I don't have to pay for anything else, but um, I, I quit my job with my dad. So I had, nothing else going on and um like I knew that this is what I was going to do and so I had no option b so mm-hmm. I had like no plan b it was literally I learn how to trade or I go and I'm going to have to get a job somewhere else and I that's that wasn't an option for me so it was all in from the start and basically I for a whole year um it was it was I started with Tim's DVDs and stuff um I was in the challenge as soon as I started um, it was just studying basically, 
um, waking up for the market at five, five thirty, um, cause I'm a uh, Pacific time and mm-hmm. not going to bed until 11 or 12 PM, um, Pacific time. So it was basically, and then lunch breaks, obviously things like that, but it was basically at least 10 to 15, sometimes 17 hours every single day for about a year. Um, wow. sometimes, sometimes like weekends off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, so I had no, I had, so what kept me going was because I had no other option. Like, yeah, cause I wanted one, I wanted to do it so bad. And two, because there, there was nothing else. Like I had, I had no other bridge or like I burnt all my bridges basically. Um, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like all in do or die. <laughs> were, were your parents supportive? Uh, no. <laughs> so no, no parents are supportive. No parents are supportive. <laughs> Obviously that didn't make it much easier, but yeah, no, they weren't. Okay. How are they but, now? Um, are they surprised? <laughs> um, so as soon as I started kind of like getting it down a little bit and making it a little bit, like my mom was a lot more supportive. Um, I think my, my dad is still kind of, um, on like boats. I feel like he's still not sure about it, you know? Um, but it's, it's been about, um, I w- so I started in October of 2018. So it's almost, almost two years now. What, can I just ask what, what click for just two things. One, nobody ever believes in you when you start trading, but the fortunate thing is you don't need anyone to believe in you. You only need to believe in yourself. That's the fortunate thing. as something that I put out on Twitter, but the second, what, what click for you? Cause obviously you're, you're a short seller. I'm, I'm bringing you on to gang up against him because he's a diehard one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what, what, what was the aha moment? Because I get asked it all the time and I, I don't know how to answer. And now I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah, so um, so like uh, like you mentioned, Stephen, so like I was losing. I had no green months at all. Like I came in super confident because I thought I like I was smart enough to be you know part of the 10% of people that can do it but um I wasn't and I was very emotional when I was trading so I lost um every single month um so basically I'm at my lowest point I was down $13,000 um and that was 2019 either June or July and I was down to $2,000 in my account and I had literally like like at that point, I knew that this was my last chance. Like I had no money left. This was it. If I lose this, I'm going to have to go and start working somewhere. Um, and basically my, what I started doing is like, so what I used to do is I used to track how I traded. I tracked all my setups, but my win percentage was still like 10, 15, 20%. Like I still was terrible. Like I basically lost every single trade. And so I knew I had to do some I knew I had to do something different. One difference with me was, and I'll let you keep going, but I just want to make this point. For me, what was interesting, and I think my results kind of match Stevens, I had a ridiculously good win rate because I started out shorting too. Man, I would have like a 75% win rate, but I just would always have these huge losses. So that's why I would end up flat. I'd be like, you know, three weeks of the month, I'd just be crushing it. And then I'd take the big loss and I'd be back to break. Yeah. So sorry. I just wanted to make oh, that yeah. point. That I didn't touch it. <laughs> it's funny because, so I had a terrible one percentage and I still did that too, where I would take huge losses. <laughs> but I actually remember. So um, I traded a lot of OTCs when I first started because I, I started out with Tim and, you know, 
he trades a lot of, or I don't know about now, but he used to trade a lot of OTCs and so did a lot of people in his room. But I, I just, even to this day, I still kind of struggle with cutting losses and like, that's what I'm working on now, but it was even worse when I started. So I remember taking, like trying to take a first green day OTC overnight. And when it didn't work, I would just hold that until the end of the day. And I would be down like 50% because those, when OTCs drop, they <laughs> drop hard. So, so I, um, so I had a terrible win percentage and I couldn't cut losses. So, um, how did you take the run? Um, but, yeah, so basically I was down to 2000 bucks. I knew like, this is my last chance and I didn't, I didn't want to go get a job. I had to like figure something out. So instead of tracking like my setups and you know, what I could improve on, um, I started tracking more of the market and what like setups. And so, okay, let me try to explain this a different way. So instead of like, let's say first green days and tracking, like, you know, all the first green days I take or the breakouts and then seeing how I did, I took um, let's say breakouts, you know, within like my indicators and I would track all of them that happened in the market, not even if I didn't take them or not. So that way, like I had like real market data instead of just my own performance. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, it's just, it's, it's funny because basically Tim Bowen said he tracked data, but he did it on a word pad. You're also seeing you track data, but you didn't review the setups that you took, or you did review the setups that you took, but you also reviewed all of the market data that fitted within the parameters that you were looking at. Yeah. That so fit within first, the criteria. Yeah. So at first it was just like, let's say I took a, like 10 breakouts within like a month. Then I would just like see how good I did on those. But what I started doing was like, I started tracking all the breakouts that happened, um, you know, in that month. So um, that kind of give, gave me a better, um, that gave me better stats on what the market actually does instead of just my own performance. Um, but yeah, uh, what I started doing is I started seeing more shorts working out a lot better than a lot of the lawns. Um, and I tracked, I probably, tr for, so for three months, um, until like probably September, all I did was just track patterns and then, um, and then I reviewed them and I just saw that it was a short pattern. It was like, it was kind of um, a gap and crap that you like to play, Steven, but it was a little bit different um, in how it uh, played out. But basically I saw that that worked like 80% of the time and that was the highest pattern that I tracked. So I just said, screw everything else, screw every other pattern. All I'm going to do is just focus on this one thing until I can at least get the ball rolling, kind of start making some money. And, um, and then I can like branch out and stuff. So um that was like September and that was actually my first green month. And ever since then, I, I don't think I've had a red month and that was 2019. Green September. September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So you've been green 10 straight months every single pretty month. Much, yeah. But what was super interesting is that, so because the last year the market was pretty dead, um, or it was Ooh, like, it was, it was always, okay, talk, talk, tell Tim Bone that you tell Tim Bone that the market was dead 10 months ago. It was, <laughs> Compared to what it is now, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it when all, all these all these I, I can't generate short that. sellers. Oh, the market's terrible. The market's terrible. <laughs> just because everything runs a thousand percent every day, it sucks. It sucks. 
Uh, well, so, okay, yeah, that's a good point. But so what happened was like, so, <laughs> oh, I can't. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's all perspective. It's all perspective. Yeah. Oh my god. But so this pattern that I was tracking, like this gap and crap, it the mark, like it was weird because I started making like, um, like I was winning on almost every single like trade that I took, and so I was like, okay, I got this. Like this is easy. Um, and then COVID hit and like a lot of volume started coming into the market and this pattern that I tracked just stopped working completely. Like one, it didn't yeah. come around and when it did, it just would, it just failed every single time. Like it wouldn't work. So, um, I struggled the first several months of this year trying to just adjust to this new volume. Um, cause a lot, there's a lot more short squeezes now. Um, yeah. and that kind of forced me to, really take a look at my discipline because when I started out, I, it was sucked, but now it's better, but it's still not very good. So, um, I use hard stops like every now and then, um, if I know that this is a super volatile stock just to kind of save myself from a huge blow up. Um, uh, and, but yeah, but basically all it came down to was I just started tracking stuff and, um, obviously the 10 to 15 or 17 hours a day, I'm sure helps a lot too. Um, so yeah, I was just like studying as much as I possibly could. Cause I like, I really wanted to be a trader. Like that's all I wanted to do. Like after I like found out about it. So I had no other option in my head that I wanted to do. So it was either yeah. I do this that's or I take 10 years to figure it out or something, you know, so, but I was going to do it either it. way. But you know, you know, like I remember I was talking to a lad called Brahman, you'll know Brahman as well. And I was yeah. talking to Brahman, Brahman said, I'd rather die than fail. And, and I know that's quite drastic and he's an 18 year old guy, but like, but you need that dedication and motivation. And as stupid as it sounded, I'm almost the same. I'd rather die than fail, but I mean, I don't want to die. I want to live, but, but it's, it's the same. But, um, but I mean, look, so Tim basically said he tracks on paper and he watched the DVDs. You've said you, 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 you went through the challenge where you, you, you watched a lot of DVDs, you learned the basics, then you tracked. And for me, it's the same. I mean, look, you need to learn the variables the volume, the daily, the intraday, the float, the SEC filings, the news. Um, you need the, yeah, I mean, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but you need to know these, but then the rest is screen time and tracking data. You track data, you, basically you need to learn the variables and learn how, which one to give each weight in each situation. And then the next thing to learn is you need to track data to see which setup works for you. And now, that's all I did. I just tracked loads of data and then I analyzed me trades and then that's so, how I got profitable. What's your click? What was the click for you, Stephen? Um, I basically, it was for me, when it, the, the first real click in the most underrated DVD out there is um, Trader Checklist. And we went through it on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. When we went through Trader Checklist and Tim Sykes gave a numerical value to each of the different indicators, I thought, ah, shit, I, I get this. I was like, ah. Well, and that's, I, that's, and I, that's my, I like, one of my this. points too was, you know, and this is something we talk about all the time. Listen, I'm not, I love Trader Checklist. I, now, is it the perfect system? I don't know. But have a system. And that was yes. another thing. Yeah. And, yes. and again, right, I mean, right, I almost feel bad. This journal, like this, you don't need to listen to podcasts or any of my webinars. It's all in, I've been reading this thing. But, <laughs> And first of all, I'm, I think I might be certifiably insane, but we'll, that, we'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. 
But I mean, I'm just like, you know, look up, you know, one to 10 price, look for the uh, high volume, find the resistance and yeah. support levels. Don't act until resistance or support are broken. Try to only trade okay. in the afternoon. Who says that every freaking day? This is from 2008, you know, um, um, other, th- other than morning panics, only trade in the afternoon, avoid midday, stick to your stop, plan exit points when placing a trade, both your loss and your profit. <laughs> Look, it's just, honestly, though, like, the way I see it is there's a million stocks to trade, right? Yeah. And then you think, well, which one, which pattern resonates with me? Like, you have to find a pattern first, and that just comes from screen time. You find a pattern, and you think, right, I like this pattern. And then you narrow down a million stocks to, to five stocks. And then you think, well, which ones, if, I, if I'm short, and I'm like, well, which one's got a higher flow, which has got less volume, then which has got the weakest news, which is not in a hot sector, which has got the most dilution, and you narrow down your short. And if you're long, you think which is the lowest floor, which is the highest volume. Well, and which what you just did there, dilution, which has assist, the best news. You know. Yeah. 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 But but what I want to flip, I want to flip it on a ten. Kim, what have you took so far in trading from the short time that you've been involved? What have you took? Where is the is there any greens where you think this is clicked, that's clicked? And then what I want to do is just ask the guys one by one to give the best one or two sentences of advice that they can give to you to make a click? Um, I think, I think the, the concept of the pattern was definitely an aha moment from that trader checklist that he specifically gave us that measuring to, to measure it. And if we, didn't, uh, if we didn't have certain, if it didn't hit a certain level, you didn't even want to get into the trade. I, I felt that that feeling of wow that makes so much common sense that if it doesn't have all of these indicators you would not get into it so i i think the clicking was okay there's a pattern i can use or ruler i can use every time uh that helped and the other thing i think too was he was saying that sykes in the trader checklist he was saying um that you have to find what's going to resonate with you. Like you're not, he, he was, I liked how he said that he was, he traded cowardly. So he said, you know, there, there are things that he was doing where he would come out earlier, perhaps that he's like, you know, I could have made more on this, but I'm trying to be true to my setup. And I, and I'd rather be true to that than make that little extra money. And I, and that made me feel more comfortable or safe. Like, okay, I don't have to be this, you know, wild cowboy in there i can do it in a conservative manner which you know is probably more my temperament in a certain way and my response to that is yeah the the biggest point that i like that you said there and i'm just going to put it slightly different is i think the biggest thing and and you said it i'm just going to say it a little differently yeah the biggest thing as a newer trader is you have to shoot holes in everything because you can't trade every day. You can't trade 10 times a day. What I want you to do, and again, the way you said, tear it down. I mean, just be like, look for reasons not to trade. Okay. Back to that scared idea. The biggest thing newer traders struggle with is they're just spraying shit everywhere, hoping something sticks. What I want you to have that mindset where no, these trades, even if you're not under the PDT, Those trades are precious. It's your freaking money. You earn that money doing whatever. Okay. And, and then when you get down to that bottom of that list and you're like, well, man, I just can't find anything wrong with this one. 
doesn't mean it's a guaranteed winner. Yes. But yes. that's the trade you got to make as a new yeah. You can't be I, trying all this random stuff. So I think it's so interesting, Tim, that you speak to, you know, you point that out because I almost feel, especially among new traders, that is the common denominator that shows up in the coaching is the excitement and like, uh, what do I want to call it? Like energy of just wanting to be in the game. So that kind of like, I want to almost say it's like a desperation of like, I got to play, I got to play, I got to trade. And I think that perhaps that's the, that's what I don't have. Right. Cause I'm like, you know, I talk to everybody and I hear how hard it is. So I'm like, I'm not so sure I want to play, but they're just like, get me in the game, get me in the game coach. And then they go in and it's like, they start shooting even when they shouldn't. So perhaps maybe that's the biggest uh, aha moment. You know, for me, it was like, oh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like that to, in fact, that may sabotage you, if anything. No, it's, that's really, it's a really poignant point. And, uh, and it's, it's funny because when you first start, you want to trade all of the time, but you know the least. And then when you know the most, you learn to trade less. That's so, very well said. A, I like that. Write that yeah, one down. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> like a jewel. That's a perfect little jewel right there, Stephen. It really is. But uh, no, but it's true. Cause I remember being tied. I remember when I got tied up in Positano. Like Tim Sykes tied me up because he said I traded too much in that discipline. And I'll probably trade the same now, but the difference is I know I know what I'm doing, or I know I know more what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean, what what advice would you guys give someone? to just start now because it's so difficult for someone who's starting out. Like I, I get, honestly, I get questions every day. People have been like, I've been studying a year. I don't get it. As it still hasn't clicked after a year. Like what can you say to someone starting out? And what can you say to someone who's been studying a year? Uh, we'll, we'll go with Tim first. It's same thing I said earlier. It's right here. I He's mean, gotta track data. I think I, if I start like crying on this podcast, you know, disconnect me. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at pictures of my kids reading this thing. Yeah. This is from 09, man. That's awesome. <laughs> this poor bastard, man. <laughs> um, so the answer is just try, however you do it, track your data, journal. Okay. I got a handwritten journal. I just went by. It's like three. Look at this. Wow. This is, awesome. tot- this is totally Jack Torrance at, 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 at the Overlook Hotel getting ready to kill his wife and kids. That's right there, man. <laughs> so all joking, I'm, but this is tortured. I'm reading it. This, this, yeah, yeah. this poor guy, but that, that's what you got to do. I said, you got to, you got to, you got to write down, write down. And again, however you do it, yeah. you know, I'm not saying you write it by hand, but you, you got to deal with those demons, man. Cause if you're, I'm, I'm yelling at myself about taking big losses in here. I'm yelling at myself about over trading. I'm yelling at myself about shorting first red day in this thing or our first green day. But it's like, that's what, I mean, there's a, again, I know you can't read it, but there's like, 50 F-bombs to myself in this journal entry. So. You're clearing. You cleared. <laughs> yep. There you go. You cleared. You cleared and you got yourself to the next day. And then you did it again. And you did it again. So I think what you're saying, whether you're saying it or not, I'm hearing you are willing to endure the 
hell week, the hell months, the hell year. And that to me is like a, a willingness to be perseverant. Yep. And that's what it sounds like Alex has too. And certainly we know Stephen. So it's, it's perseverance. But, but uh, Alex, would you give any, like, just if you could give like a tip, what would you say to someone who's a year in and not getting it? Because for us, like I was just saying to Alex before, I was like, it's so easy because I'm around successful traders. It feels like it's so easy to trade in the market. It's almost easy, but, but it's not. There's, there's a whole wall of people losing out there. So how do you get them over the fence? Yeah, so I think that okay, if, you're, if you're trading for a year and you still haven't gotten it, um, you do need to track, I would say, like how Tim does. He tracks every single uh, trade he took. But what I would say is, I'll, I'll add to that, is that if at that point you, you've taken so many trades, like it's gonna, your trade is either going to go up or it's going to go down, like, or it's going to go sideways, right? So if you're always buying and it keeps going down, then maybe switch your bias on, on like those particular like trades. Maybe those are the uh, types of trades you should be shorting or the other way around. So if, if you keep, um, you know, shorting, but it keeps going up, those are the type of trades maybe you want to go long on. And so, um, but um, just wanted to maybe point that out. Like if, if you're still doing the same thing year after year, like you're doing something wrong, like maybe like switch up your strategy. But anyway, um, I would just say, um, Honestly, it, it takes a lot of just studying. That's, for me, that's what it was. It was a lot of studying, putting in as much time as I could, and screen time. I think, like, I learned a lot of the basics from Tim Sykes and, uh, you know, from you, actually, Tim. I, I watch a lot of your stuff, too, so I learned a lot from you and from Steven. Um, like, I've had, had his DVD and everything, and then I have Duxes and Roland. So I have, like, all these, like, like gurus, and I have all their, like, content. So I've learned a lot from other people, but... Um, a lot of us come down to also just screen time, like sitting through the market every single day for the past, like almost two years. And after you do that for, you know, so long, you kind of start seeing like which stocks go up, which stocks go down. Um, so I, I would just say a lot of study and a lot of screen time and a lot of tracking. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask you, Alex, in addition to Stephen, as a, you know, one of your friends or peers, do you, do you have other traders who are kind of supportive of you? Um, I would, I would say there's a, there's a few, but they're not, um, they're still beginning. Um, mm -hmm. and it's more of me kind of just trying to help them out. You yeah. know, I'm not the best person yeah. to be doing that, yeah. but I mean, I'm just, I'm just giving them what I know. I'm just um, curious where you get your encouragement from. Honestly, like, um, I just, I, it's maybe weird to say it, but I just kind of mo motivate myself. Um, because I know how badly I want to be a trader and how badly I want to make it. Yeah. So it, I, I've like, I, even though I was down 13,000 at one point, I was like basically all my money. I had like almost nothing left. And, you know, I was down for two, down with $2,000. That's all I had left to trade with. Like, even at that point, like, like it sucked so bad, but I was still like a hundred percent motivated to like, to figure it out. And I did everything I possibly could to make sure that would happen. Um, so um, I've, never had a, I've never had a problem with um, like persevering or motivation. Like I just knew like this is what I wanted to do. And I was going to either make it in a year or I was going to make it in 10 years or whatever. So that's awesome. Can I ask you how old you are? I'm 23. Okay. 
Awesome. Yeah, Alex is lucky. He's never going to have to have a real job, probably. <laughs> He's very, you I think this is a real job. <laughs> I think this is a real job. This is this is a real job. This is a this is a much harder, harder real job. Honestly, this, this is like the hardest, the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I've yeah, like it's, I've been working since because. I've been raised to like work hard and everything. And my dad's a very hard worker. So I've had a job since I was like 12. Like that was probably like my first wow. job. So like, and I've had a lot of tough jobs. I've, um, I've actually started a few businesses myself and tried to like build those, which I ended up shutting them down and didn't work. So like, I kind of know what hard work is, but man, trading is like, it's on another level. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, the thing is though, it's not when it's a passion, it's not a job. I would you like yeah. i um i know i just met alex but i think you know he's got a love for it too or he wouldn't have been able to make yeah. it for like 10 months and, nah. and and i think you know i don't know how the listener delineates that but i mean if you just keep coming back and coming back 10 months of losing stay in because it, man if you if you can manage to do that for 10 months i like your odds because yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people that give up way earlier than that. You know, it's like everybody always like, I know a million different traders that have that little picture of that dude with the pickaxe, you know, <laughs> and, he, and he turns around, you know, an inch from the diamonds, you know, and I think it's a yeah. great trading gift because if you can just keep freaking swinging that ax for 10 months yeah. or a year or two years or three years, I mean, we've interviewed people on the podcast, some big name traders, some of these, some of these bigger names, they take years to get it, you know, yep, so because they're not trading but, penny stock. If they were trading penny stocks, it wouldn't take them. <laughs> but but can, I, can I just say, if, if you didn't know a person, say, say there was someone behind a screen and you, you didn't see him, you said, look, there's a guy behind that screen. He studies 15 hours a day. He's absolutely obsessed with the stock market. And, and he's never going to give up. Will he make it in two years? Yes, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's going to make it, right? He's, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't need it. to be smart. He doesn't need to be rich. He doesn't need to be smart. He doesn't, doesn't need to be, be well-connected. But if he's, if, nah. he's, if he's obsessed and he's working his butt off, showing up every day, I mean, I, I got all my little 5 a.m. notes in here, then, right. yeah, I think, you know, 90% chance he succeeds versus – that 90% fail we talk about all the time. So. But, but how, how amazing is that? 90 to 95% of people in this industry fail. Yeah, we can point to someone that we've not even met and say he's yep. going to make it. <laughs> perseverance. If they have the perseverance. Yeah. And like this gentleman, Alex, said, no plan B. Yep. Now, I mean, I'll do my Jocko impersonation, but, you know, my, my opinion, that's the same with everything. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're For starting sure. a restaurant. If you're, start, if you're starting a business, I mean – I mean, you just, you know, I mean, that, that's the other, that's one thing that bugs me a lot when people talk about the failure rate. Well, 90% of restaurants fail too, but no one's like, oh, yeah, crazy to start a restaurant. But a restaurant can fail and it's out of your hands kind of thing. Exactly. But with trading, yeah. with trading, you get what you put in, you get out what you put in. Well said. Mm-hmm. Trading like and it's in this market with this volume, there is no excuse not to make it. There is absolutely no reason to fail. You, what what you get out, you put it. And, and to be honest, like I, I, I was talking to my mom the other day. My, my mom told me don't trade. And now now she, when I send her my profits, and I don't make lots of money, but like I'll send her thousand dollar days. And my mom is like, how is this legal? 
I'm like, Mom, I don't know. I don't know, but it's working. So let's not tell anyone and let's not question it. She's, she, just, she wants to just make sure her son is safe. She's worried. She's like, wait a minute. Is this legal, Stephen? Are you sure? I'm like, Mom, it's legal. All of Wall so Street cute. are doing it and they're making a lot more than I am. <laughs> but, um, it's adorable. No, it's cool. I, I mean, I, unless you guys have any questions or do you want to do any final comments or any questions, otherwise we'll wrap it up. But I mean, look, I just want to summarize it because I really want to help others who, who are stuck in a year or two years in in the stock because it, it sucks. It sucks to be in two years and still failing. Well, um, I can, you know, I, I know I threw, I threw my it. journal, but that was a, you know, that, that ranting pay, that was from 2010. I mean, I was three years in and I was still scream i was writing f-bombs was, to yeah. myself you know <laughs> so you were you were three years in and still not consistently profitable well i was consistent I was, but I was, I was angry at myself because i wasn't where i wanted to be you know i mean i'm like I'm are you like, now yeah are you I think, happy where you are now yeah you yep, yep. I, you know um i would say you know when i 2013 is when i when i made the decision to sell my business so six years in i was like okay i'm happy with where i'm at I can make this work. I've, 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 you know, and again, by no means do I have it quote unquote figured out, but six mm-hmm. years in, I was like, I was secure enough to decide to sell my business. So wow. that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if, if you've been one or two years in and you're still struggling off, you knew what it, I mean, we, we, we kind of all answered in the same way. It's <laughs> yes. You, you need the initial study. You need the initial DVDs. You need the guru. Um, I mean, I think all of us went through Tim Sykes uh, and, and some of us went through Tim Bone and Tim Sykes as well, which is cool because Tim Bone's obviously a mentor, but you need to first get, get uh, for me, you need a good year of, of learning and listening to gurus and mentors. Maybe you need one or two years, but then it all, it all comes down to tracking. It all comes down to tracking setups and tracking trades. And if you're not making money or you haven't got it and you're not tracking, then I'd say that's probably the reason why. Uh, and, and that's a wrap, Kim, Tim. Alex, any, any final comments or? No, nice, nice to meet you, Alex. And, uh, you know, and again, yeah. my, my biggest point, you know, and I know we've said it five times is you got to be willing to lose for 10 months. I mean, um, that's, that's what it's about. I mean, we all talk about Gratani was nine months, you know, Gratani made, you know, greatest penny stock trader ever nine months making no money. So wow. if you, and, awesome. and this is, you know, I've, I've said this a million times, but Maybe you can do it in a month. Maybe you can do it in two months. I really freaking doubt it because <laughs> you're, yeah. you, you, you might be out of 8.7 billion people on 7.8 billion people on the planet. You might be the guy or the girl, but good luck. You're probably not. So, but, but Alex said no plan B and that's, that's, I don't want to say no plan B end up on the street homeless, but having no plan B is a very good motivator and it shows a willingness to live, a willingness to live. You have to have tenacity. Every single person we've interviewed in the, on this podcast who's done well has had tenacity. And they've said it's this or nothing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was nice meeting you guys too, Tim and Ann, or Tim and Kim, sorry. Kim <laughs> <That's so calm. laughs> okay. and Kim, so we'll, we'll let yeah, you out for that Kim one because it's Kim yeah. and Kim. <laughs> um, nice yeah, thanks to meet for you, Alex. This was fun. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Alex. See you guys. Thank you. Yes. Bye.